When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We've got holdouts, we've got hold-ins, we've got possible trades coming, and we've got a guy that had an awful lot traded for him a couple of years ago who's now a third stringer. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Always great to talk to our ESPN front office insider. That is Mike Tannenbaum. You can follow him on Twitter, at Real Tannenbaum. Mike, let's start here with Jonathan Taylor. When you look at the situation as it is right now, they said they want to put a a deadline of Tuesday on potentially moving him. How do you see this playing out? Yeah, I'd be shocked if he was traded, guys. I think um, when you think about the fact that somebody would have to give up a lot of money and multiple draft choices. I'm just hard-pressed to see something getting done by Tuesday. And if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm pissed. You know, you had all off-season to do it, and now you want to say that I'm available in a trade. Um, I think the story takes another turn on Tuesday where I could see him having this holding continue. Well, Mike, Mike, I understand you think it's more likely than not Jonathan Taylor stays put, but if, in fact, that ends up being the case and he starts the season on pub, could you see this – as something that the Colts revisit at the trade deadline in the middle of the season if Jonathan Taylor hasn't played for them by then. Yeah, Chris, absolutely. I, I, I think you know this is a situation where he's a great player. He happens to be an impeccable person, too. Um, he's dynamic, and they're turning what could be a great situation into a terrible one because, you know, they're going to claim, well, hey, you know, the market's the market, but, again, you know, when you when you make someone available at the end of August, I think you're just throwing gas on the fire. So um, I think the story has a long way to go, Chris. And um, especially when you have Anthony Richardson, you know, don't you want to get your best player happy and locked in and then let him grow with, you know, what should be a bright young quarterback? So um, I think the story's far from over. Yeah, that that's a part of it for me that's confusing, Mike. It's Mike Tannenbaum, our ESPN NFL front office insider with us. So uh, with Anthony Richardson uh, being the starter, does it feel does it feel like it might be too soon to go in that direction if you're the Colts when he has had trouble with accuracy in the past and he only started one full year at Florida? Yeah, I totally agree, Chris. I uh I would be in no rush whatsoever to uh, to have him start. Really what you're hoping is that he's going to be great for the next 10 years, not the next 10 minutes. So if I'm the Colts, what's the rush? You have Gardner Minshew. And look, I, I get it. He He's not perfect, but let's take our time. Let's go back to the Super Bowl guys. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts uh, were the quarterbacks. They're two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Certainly Patrick Mahomes is the best, in my opinion. Neither of those guys started their their rookie year. So what, what is the rush here? I just don't know why they're putting Anthony Richardson out from day one. Talking with ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny. And Mike T, getting back to the Jonathan Taylor of it all, 
We've heard now from reports from Stephen Holder and others that six teams have contacted Indy about trading for Jonathan Taylor. Two teams have offers on the table, including the Miami Dolphins. What's your best fit for Jonathan Taylor if, in fact, he is traded to another team? Oh, I think the Bills. I think the Bills with Jonathan Taylor become really hard to defend. I mean, you think about they would have added Dalton Kincaid, who I think is going to be a really good pass receiving tight end, and you pair him with James Cook, and, and now your your running game goes from you know a question mark to a strength. And how do you defend you know that offense with you know what Josh Allen could do not only with his arm but his legs? So. If I'm the Bills and I'm in this arms race in the AFC, um, this is an unexpected opportunity that I have to take advantage of. Mike, I, I know that it would be the you know it would just be an embarrassment of riches at this point. But am I wrong to say that this feels like a sneaky Howie Roseman type move, possibly? Well, that's interesting. I didn't even think of Philadelphia. Here's, here's the only issue. Like you, know, you guys were talking about Isaiah Simmons and seventh round pick, no downside, which I agree. I thought that was a smart move by the Giants. I don't see any downside. In fact, I think Isaiah Simmons and his versatility with Don Martindale is really interesting. Um, I just don't think Philadelphia is going to be able to get a player like Jonathan Taylor in his prime. Uh, for I, I just don't think Indy's going to give him away much the way we just saw Isaiah Simmons get traded. Mike T, out in San Francisco, it seems like it's getting late early for Trey Lance in terms of his prospects of staying in that quarterback room. Mm-hmm. They gave him the day off from practice to process him being supplanted as the third-string quarterback behind Sam Donald and Brock Purdy. How do you see that playing out in San Francisco? And do you think that it's likely that they would trade him before the start of the regular season? Yeah, they shouldn't. You know, this was a guy that had 30 snaps, his uh, 30 passes his last year in college, about 190 so far in the NFL. Um, I think he's a quarterback that has a lot of upside. And if you're San Francisco – um, you got knocked out when you lost your fourth quarterback in Josh Johnson. So if I owned the 49ers and John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan walked in and said, hey, we want to move on from Trey Lance, I would t- say absolutely no way. We gave up multiple first-round picks um, to move up for him just two years ago. Quarterback's a developmental position. Keep developing him. And to me, this decision was made in March. I know they announced it yesterday, but when Sam Darnold signed with them on the first day of free agency – that told me everything I needed to know about where they were with that position because ordinarily a third-string quarterback, which I thought that's what Darnold would have been, would sign typically in June or July. The fact that he signed so early told me that it was very apparent what they must have said to him in order to him to entice him to sign so early in free agency. Mike Tannenbaum with us, ESPN NFL front office insider. So is it too early to say that they missed on Trey Lance? Yeah, I think it is. You know, um, it's two years in. And again, like Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, like, look, when we were at the Jets and trade for Brett Favre, I could just hear in their voice that they were very convicted in Aaron Rodgers. And if you look at the way the Green Bay Packers have comported themselves, they didn't fly out to California in March to say, oh, my God, like, we got to keep Aaron Rodgers. What is it going to take? They were very confident in what they had with Jordan Love. So, to me – it's another example of, hey, it doesn't happen overnight. And knowing how little Trey Lance has played, how can we make any determination yet? Mike, how concerned are you about the Chris Jones holdout out in Kansas City? Well, Chris, you know, you know as a defensive lineman that, look, even if he would sign today, um, sometimes it takes a while to get into shape. And if 
if he came in today, I'd still have him on a pitch count on opening day against Detroit, which is two weeks from tonight. So I think this is a very consequential uh, holdout. I don't think they get to the Super Bowl without him. It puts a lot of pressure on George Karloftis last year's number one, Felix Uzama this year's number one, uh, Charles Mena, who's suspended for six games, and um, Chris Jones is a dominant player, one in which they can't win without. Okay, Mike, Mike, and I know Chris Jones is in the final year of a four-year $80 million contract, and he's holding out because this is probably his last big bite at the apple, but what does a Chris Jones contract extension look like? I think it has to begin with a three. And sometimes you know, we talk a lot this offseason, guys, with um, what was going on with, you know, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. We're waiting on Joe Burrow, and one's going to leapfrog the other. And I think in the back of my mind, like, does Nick Bosa maybe impact what's going to happen with Chris Jones and vice versa? And if I'm Chris Jones, I, I'm saying, hey, it's Aaron Donald, it's Nick Bosa. And I, I just wonder if that's what he's waiting on. So just to be clear, you're talking about $30 million a year plus. If I'm Chris Jones, I'm certainly going to ask for it because, again, Oof. I don't think he can win a Super Bowl without me. And I think it's a very fair point. Mike, uh, over to the Jets quickly. After this Corey Davis situation yesterday, what's their best course of action here with the, all this newfound cap space that they got out of him suddenly retiring? Yeah, well, it's not going to do anything in terms of the offensive line. You know, Dan Orlovsky mentioned on GetUp, well, hey, you know, could lot L. Collins be available? And I'm just hard-pressed to see that, guys, because if I'm, you know, fill-in-the-blanks, Cincinnati or another team like Green Bay with Bakhtiari, there's no way I'm going to give up on a tackle. Like, there's a crisis of offensive line play in the NFL right now, and I think where it leaves the Jets is more in the, you know, Jason Peters of the world. You know, that's what they did with Dwayne Brown a year ago. So um, I just don't think it's going to uh, really change things much because there's just not enough good offensive linemen that are available right now. Mike, great stuff right there. A lot of information. We appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, guys. Thank you. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. $30 million a year. Wow. You think That's he- a whole lot of money. And I'm not saying that he's not worth it. It's just, wow. And he's, That's a hell of a price tag. He's 28? 28. Canty, yeah. I mean, I'm, if I'm if, – if I'm – Kansas City, I got to look long and hard at that. I probably am going to do that because this is a dynasty that is in the making right now. And he's a yeah, but he's here's the, the second thing. most you, important player on that team. He's dug in, right? This, this guy yeah. has racked up a couple of million dollars in fines already just holding out a training camp. And if he holds out until week eight, that's seven and a half million dollars in game checks that he's going to miss. He is dug in on his position. If you're Kansas City, Brett Veach, you got to ask yourself, how long can you allow this to drag out before you pay this dude? Because a part of why you've been able to have this unprecedented run with Pat Mahomes is that Pat Mahomes hasn't had to play a road playoff game. Every playoff game he plays in the AFC is at home. That's a distinct advantage. You jeopardize that advantage if Chris Jones misses a third of the season. Mm, no question. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. There are few players including Chris Jones, that we're not sure if they're going to be playing in week one. We will tell you if they will. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Will Trey Lance ever play again for the 49ers? That in 30 seconds, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Canty, both Shannon Sharp and First Take made it official. He will be joining them in a capacity this fall. Oh, yeah, it's official, official. It's, mm. I mean, it's on Instagram, so I guess it's Instagram official. It was on first take, Stephen A., talking about how he's going to have to bring it with his wardrobe this year because <laughs> of Shay Shay being on the show. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild ride on Mondays and Tuesdays on ESPN starting at 10 o'clock, so buckle up. Oh, it is. it's going to be absolutely awesome. Meanwhile, we've got plenty to get into right here with a little game that we play on Katie and Carlin called Respect It or Check It. Respect it. Or check it. With Katie and Carlin. Here to host it is one Cam Pratt. Good morning, Cam. Good morning. Okay, let's start. Let's start. Well, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling great. Cam was a little out sick yesterday, had a rough uh, rough morning. Recovered and ready to go, ready you know, to respect it or check it. You know, it's ironic because today is actually the day that uh, is most called out sick on for Americans. I read that this morning. August 24th? Yes. Why that is, I have no freaking idea. That doesn't idea. make sense. It seems like it would be around like a holiday or something. Wait, anyway, let's, uh, let's get it going. The day the Super Bowl. Go! Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Trey Lance, as you mentioned, will never... Play another down for the 49ers, Carlin. Respect it or check it? Uh, I'm going to respect it. I think that they will absolutely trade him away. And, Canty, I know what they went through last year. I think that's a bit of an aberration. I, I don't want the 49ers, if I'm John Lynch, I don't want this 
continued focus on a massive mistake that we made a couple of years ago to still be around. I'd rather just rip the Band-Aid off and move on. Yeah, it can only serve as a distraction in your quarterback room. You've turned it over to Brock Purdy. It's his team. You don't need Trey Lance there being disgruntled in the room. So go ahead and move him. Let Trey Lance get his NFL career started elsewhere. I get what Mike Tannenbaum was talking about, but that's unfair to Trey Lance at this stage. And he's not a starter for no fault of his own. It was because of injury. So it's Brock Purdy's team. Move on. There's a couple of teams in the NFC South that could use him, a couple of teams in the AFC West that could use him as an heir apparent. There are a couple of teams in the NFC West, if we're being honest, but I don't think the 49ers would trade him within the division. But there would be suitors for Trey Lance because he's a talented player. Get what you can get for him and let everybody involved turn the page. Next. All right. Chris Jones, Mike Tannenbaum mentioned, might be looking for Aaron Donald money. That's north of $30 million a year. So, Canty, I'll start with you. Chris Jones will not play week one, opening night against the Lions. Respect it or check it. Respect it because if negotiations were this were far enough along where he could be in the mix for week one, then he wouldn't have racked up $2 million in fines during training camp. So, no, nah, he's not going to be there. Uh, he's going to be dug in. This is going to be one of those situations that gets a little bit uglier before it starts to get better. Uh, we had Booger McFarlane on the show yesterday. He cited the Emmitt Smith holdout, how the Cowboys were without him for several games early on in the season. Signed him to a deal, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. I think it could be a similar scenario in Kansas City with Chris Jones. Yeah. I don't see him being there week one. Yeah, I respect it as well. And listen, let's be clear. They're not winning a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. The Chiefs are not winning a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. He is the second most important player on that team, so they have to get a deal done. If they want to let it play out a little bit more, that's up to them. But I, I wouldn't screw around because I also always worry about those guys getting hurt when they come back. So let's get this done if I'm Kansas City. Next. All right, Jonathan Taylor, trade request is in. Deadline is Tuesday, according to the Colts. So wherever he lands, Carlin, Jonathan Taylor will return to form and finish top five in rushing yards in 2023. Respect it or check it. Oh, I respect it, absolutely. I, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a massive season, whether it's for the Colts or for somebody else. Now, if I'm the Colts, I hate the fact that I'm starting Anthony Richardson and I don't have Jonathan Taylor to at least make life a little bit easier. Newsflash. Evan Hull is not going to make life a little bit easier for Anthony Richardson, but I think wherever he is, he will have a massive season, can't he, and finish in the top five. So just so I'm clear on the question, this means if he's traded, he will be top five in rushing. No, no matter where he plays, he'll be top five. Either way. Well, no, no, no. See, okay, so I'm going to have to check it. I'm not going to respect it because if he isn't traded before the start of the season – then I don't think he starts the season on time. I think he starts the season on PUP. Right. He's angling to get a new contract. So if he starts the season on PUP, he has to miss the first four games. He's not going to finish top five in, in rushing if that happens. So I I, I got to check that. Next. Right. How about this? Deshaun Watson talking about how much he has to prove this season, has to return to form in 2020. So in the next five years, Canty, Deshaun Watson will be an MVP. Respect it or check it? Uh, I'm going to check it. And it's not that Watson doesn't have MVP talent. It's just that it's unprecedented. We haven't seen a player have this type of extended absence, talking about missing a year and a half, damn near two years of football, 
um, and, and then coming back at some point in, in winning an MVP. Like Michael Vick had a Pro Bowl season after he spent a couple of years in jail, but but again, he didn't win an MVP. I, I just I don't know that Deshaun Watson is ever going to be the quarterback that we saw in Houston. But here's the thing. The Cleveland Browns roster is good enough where he doesn't have to be in order for them to have high-end success. So I'm going to check it. I don't think he's going to win an MVP in part because his team doesn't need him to have that level of productivity. I'm going to check it, and I also think it has a lot to do with who his competition is going to be over the next five years. You and I both talked about how Trevor Lawrence is on the ascent. you got Jalen Hurts, who's going to be an MVP candidate. you got Patrick Mahomes, by the way, not going anywhere. They're going to be Justin Herbert. You have a lot to go up against as far as trying to win that MVP. He's already fighting an uphill battle trying to come back from that absence. I'll check it next. All right, Bryce Young, the number one overall pick. Whoa, changing music here, getting a little exciting. Mm. Thanks, Thanks, Bubs. How about this? Bryce Young will be the offensive rookie of the year this year. Carlin, respect it or check it? Uh, You know, I'm going to check it. I'm going to say he finishes second to B. John Robinson. Uh, Robinson, I expect to have a really good year. Can't he? Uh, I I know in Atlanta, uh, a lot of people are pumped up by what they have to work with. I and how much better they can be, especially in that division. But I think it's uh, I think it's one of those situations with this kind of an explosive running back at this point uh, as a rookie, he can come in and have a real impact. And I think it'll be bigger than that of Bryce Young. Wow, um, that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like where you're going. I'm gonna actually check it too. I just think that the offensive line in Carolina is going to make it tough for Bryce Young to do his thing. Think about the stature of Bryce Young. Yeah. He's not six feet tall. No. And that offensive line has gotten bullied and pushed around um, six ways to Sunday in the preseason. Iki Iquanu, I mean, people are just taking turns on, on him, whether it was the Jets' defensive front, the Giants' defensive front. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau had a field day, so I, I don't think that Bryce Young is going to be able to overcome that in his rookie season. I think he'll be fine, but he's not going to win offensive rookie of the year. Last one, go. All right, last one. Lamar Jackson has people to throw to other than Mark Andrews for the first time in a long time. Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers will combine for 2,000 receiving yards this year. Can't you respect it or check it? I'm going to check it. I think that the receiving core will do fine. I just don't know that Odell is going to be available for all 17 regular season games. So I, I, it's that part of it that I don't trust. I love Zay Flowers as a player. I think Zay Flowers can be a thousand yard receiver. It's just the Odell, uh, the Odell happiness that I don't trust. That's why I got to check. It. Yeah, I'll check it as well. And for the very same reason, I, I will say this though: we were just having the offensive rookie of the year conversation. Zay Flowers will be in that conversation. Oh yeah, he is that much of an impact player on an offense. Now, he could have 1,000 yards. I don't think he's going to go for 1,500 yards, and that's why I think ultimately Robinson will end up winning the award. Mm. Well done, Kim. Well done. Thank you. With a little respect at her check at Canty. In just moments, Dame Dalla speaks. You will hear it as we roll on. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Greeny, the podcast. We haven't heard from Dame Lillard in a while or really anything about that situation, but now we have. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. He sat down with Mark J. Spears of Anscape, and you can see the entire interview, see and hear it, uh, on the Anscape website. Here is Mark going back and forth with Dame about the current situation with the Blazers. The straw that brought you uncertainty about the future of the Blazers franchise. I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. It's a lot of, lot of love and respect, but I, don't, I won't speak on the Blazers. It's well documented that there have been a trade request to the Miami Heat. Is there anything that you could say about the trade request? I can say that there, there was. I would just prefer not to speak on the Trailblazers. Now, Chris, I, I said a minute ago that we have not heard much because there really hasn't been much movement. It was July 10th that Joe Cronin, the GM, said this could take months. This is another opportunity for Dame to try to get the wheels moving, and I think that's why you do an interview like this at this point. No doubt about it, and, and I can understand the frustration from Dame's side of things because this guy has been a good soldier with rebuild after rebuild after rebuild, all of them organizational failures, whether it be Terry Stotts or more recently Chauncey Billups. Like th- those guys have been the faces of the shortcomings that the, the franchise has had around Damian Lillard. And at this point, because they haven't been able to field a team that could be a title contender around him, it's forced a player into a position where he wants to take advantage of the twilight of his career and compete for a title. So it's it's almost as if Portland, because of their missteps, is now holding the player responsible. And I just – there's something about that that doesn't sit well with me. Now, here's the plot twist. Earlier this summer, we made a lot about how Damian Lillard houses his house on the market with the presumption that that means he's leaving town. But according to this article, this interview with Mark J. Spears on Anscape, Damian Lillard just moved into a new house in the Portland area and moved family members to that area as well as had them living there. So he set up shop in Portland. That is home for him. 
And for a franchise where this guy is a top two or three player in the history of the team, to create an adversarial relationship with Damian Lillard, knowing that he's going to be in the Portland area for the foreseeable future, is probably not the relationship that you want to go down, the relationship pathway you want to go down. So I just, I think Portland is bungling this transaction with Damian Lillard and trying to facilitate him getting to the heat. They're messing this up as much as they've messed up the rebuilds that they've tried to put around him in the first place. I I understand what they're trying to do, and that is we can't get a player like Dame Lillard to come here of their free will. The old Mike Tomlin, we want volunteers and not hostages. They can't get volunteers to go to Portland. So they're trying to get the most that they can for their biggest asset. The problem is... Nobody else is really going to bite right now because nobody else wants to play the pawn in the game of the Miami Heat giving up more. And nobody else thinks that Dame's going to go play somewhere else. Now, if I were the Sixers or I were somebody else uh, who who felt like I was a Dame Lillard away from trying to win a championship, I would at least attempt to engage it to see if there is any shot he would consider going anywhere else. But my guess is, Canty, uh, at this point, that's already been done, and the answer is no. Yeah, I, I mean, Damon Lillard wants to go to the Miami Heat, and that's eventually going to happen. I just don't get why the franchise is playing hardball, knowing full well that you could get to this point if you continue to fail when you go through these various rebuilds that they've been through over the course of the last decade. Like, you knew this could get to this point eventually. And we were making the argument several years ago before he signed the most recent extension that they should consider trading him in because they were far away from a championship considering the Western Conference and the balance of power. We said it then. So if we're talking about this a couple of years ago, why why is everybody so surprised that it's become an untenable situation and now Damian Lillard wants out? You knew that this player, because of the caliber of player he is, was going to dictate where he wanted to be. And if he said that he only wanted to be one place or if that was a possibility, you, there's a part of this that Portland has to own in terms of why the situation is what it is. Like you, you're limited with the options that you have because of the failures that you've had as a franchise around Damian Lillard. So don't then try to hold the player responsible or look at the player as a bailout from what you've done which is the equivalent of franchise malpractice. And that's what's happening right now. And I don't well, like it because Damian Lillard has been loyal to a fault with this team. Okay, but I don't know if I would say franchise malpractice. because franchise, It has been. Well, how? Because they're, they have not put the guys around him. They have not been able to get the guys around him. That has been the malpractice part of it. But the way they've handled this has just been poor. I wouldn't call it... Malpractice because they are trying to get as much in return as they can for their most valued asset. It's just their strategy stinks. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, mal- it's malpractice because they didn't do it sooner when there was probably a bigger pool of teams uh, that, I that, Damian w- with. that Damian Willard would have yeah. been amenable to go into. That's the malpractice of it all. That, that That's the point that I'm making. But the problem is they believed him, and I think if anybody's surprised by this, shame on them, but... 
they believed him when the last few years Dame Lillard has said, no, I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here in Portland and make it happen here. And that was such the outlier among NBA players that they just assumed that that was going to continue, and it's not. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure he believed them when they huddled up with the front office and ownership and convinced them to try to stay, and they would do a better job of putting a team around him. I'm sure he believed them. I'm sure yeah, and it, didn't, and it didn't work out. So my point is, if they were more honest about where they were as a franchise, no, I agree then they that. could have avoided this altogether. Yeah, I agree with that. And frankly, at this point, Canty, I, I, it's time to – you just got to cut your losses here. This is what it is. You're well, not going to win. You, but here's the problem. Here's the problem with what the Trailblazers are doing right now, Carla. I get it. Damian Lillard is a generational talent. I mean – you can make an argument he's the best player in franchise history. I, I get Bill Walton and the accomplishments. I get Clyde Dressler, Dressler yep. and the accomplishments. You can make the argument Damian Lillard is the best player in the franchise history. It's certainly history. a discussion, and, absolutely. And, and, and you want to fetch the, a, a huge, a huge return, a huge haul if you're forced to trade him. The only problem with that is when it comes to dealing with all-time greats, guys that will be in the Hall of Fame that have played for your franchise, guys that will be in that community for the rest of their lives you have to understand as a team even though this is a business you can't win every deal and because of the loyalty that Damian Lillard has showed to that franchise over the years this is a situation where Portland cannot win this deal they can't win the deal nope the goal is not is just not to lose your shirt yep I think that's where we're at right now the team you can't win the deal but you just can't lose your shirt. Yeah, the team that's trading away the star rarely, rarely wins the deal. you got to just focus on building around Scoot Henderson now. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Ah, yes. It is another edition of Who You Got starring Bubba right here on Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Bubba is here as the summer of Bubba winds down, and he has got this edition of Who You Got. The Bubba, the floor is yours. Unfortunately, my off days are coming to an end. Sadly, I'll be working mainly starting next week. He's off tomorrow. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. I'm off tomorrow. Well, that's why we moved it up, because we can't go a week without Who You Got. Yeah, but next week, I guess I'll be here every day. So, Luckily Mm. for you, Carlin will not. Yes, yeah, so it'll be like it. a vacation for oh, you. Oh, nice. Even better. <laughs> Anyways, Who You Got brought to you by Granger. Great guys, Granger. Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick was just on the Dan Patrick Show, and he said conference realignment in college football has been, quote, a complete disaster. Do you agree with old Jack? Who You Got? I do right now. I don't know how you can't look at it otherwise. I mean, we're going to have Stanford and Cal and SMU in the ACC. I mean, that's a disaster. Pac-12. The Brainy Conference, baby. The Brainy Conference. <laughs> Let's is, go. And it's going to be the Brainy Conference, and you got a lot of trips out west. Listen, it, it's, been, it's been a complete mess. But Jack can say that because Jack's not in a conference, really. They're only in the ACC when they want to be, can't he? So from the outside, the view is always best from the cheap seats. No, you know why he's saying that, right? It's because it, 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 from a financial standpoint – is not advantageous for them to maintain their independence because the money in college football has gone to the mega conferences, that being the Big Ten and the SEC. And as long as they're on the outside looking in, they're not going to be able to command 
the kind of TV rights deals that those other schools and other conferences can. So that's the frustration of it. He ain't really worried about the integrity of college athletics and college football. What he's worried about is the integrity of that bottom line. (laughs) Next. 17 years ago last week, Snakes on a Plane was released, of course, starring Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Who you got is your favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie. Oh, boy. Um, You know what? I'll give you one probably a little under the radar, Canty. And you could pick any of the blockbusters you want. A Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, nice. He was amazing in that movie. Outstanding movie. I mean, there's so many good Sam Jackson movies. Yes. There are um, some mother blah, 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 on this mother plane. Yeah, I, I mean, so is it just a movie that Sam Jackson is in, or is it a movie that's starring Sam Jackson? You could be either way. Yeah, if he's in it, it counts. I mean, he's in Goodfellas. Come, so. I mean, coming to America, right? Coming to America, that's true. Sam Jackson. He was the guy that robbed the McDowell's. Oh, that's store? right. Are yeah, we, but like, are we? Yeah, I mean, like that's okay. That's that's like an appearance. I think it's yeah. That's not even like he's got to be a little, Sam Jackson a little more involved. Then. All right, my favorite. All right, favorite Sam like Jackson movie. Chris, well, all right, Chris Rock all right, all right. Favorite Sam like Jackson Chris Rock movie. Beverly Hills. Okay, guys, I'm trying to give it to you. Favorite Sam Jackson movie that's off the beaten path. It's like a. <laughs> Go ahead, Canty. I want to hear it. <laughs> Soul Man with Bernie Mac. For those of you that haven't seen Soul Man with Bernie Mac, check it out. You won't be disappointed. That movie is freaking hilarious. I have not seen that. Bubba? Yes, you need to get familiar with that. Once Bubba, what is Sam your Jackson's choice? best work? Probably just go Pulp Fiction. All right, Captain Obvious, what's next? I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just classic. Are you, you're telling me it's not great? It's great. It's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. A hundred and fifty-four years ago today, the U.S. Patent Office or the yeah issued the patent for waffles. Oh, they did it! One hundred fifty-four years ago today, waffles. Who you got as your go-to breakfast food? I, I love a good waffle, Canty. Uh, waffles outstanding. Yeah, I, I, I'd like. I know this is a hot take, and people are not going to like it. I like waffles over pancakes. Well, here's the interesting thing with waffles: I can't do waffles without chicken. So it's like it's like they, the two go together. Chicken you know, I've never had it. I gotta have it. I've no, never I had mean, it. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I can. Yeah. I mean, my go-to is bacon for breakfast. You have to have bacon involved. Yes. Bacon has got to be involved. I, I told you before. I'll say it again. I don't trust people that don't like bacon. They're just like people that wear black Air Force Ones. They're not trustworthy people. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Next. 68 years ago Sunday, the very first edition of the Guinness Book of Records was published in London. If you had to pick one thing to break a record, what would it be? Who you got? Oh, one thing to break a record. My brother Dan is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Really? Yeah. He he was a doctor who uh, helped a guy do surgery on himself from twelve uh, from 2,000 miles away. But that's that's a whole other story. Um, oh, my God. Yes. On his, <laughs> had to do surgery on his own elbow. What? Um, oh, wow. It, it okay. was in a sailing uh, race. Can he do that for Otani? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> he is about 2,000 miles away. Maybe so. Do it again. Uh Listen, I, I don't know. I could go to the obvious, eat the most of something, but I, I don't know. I don't want to break records because I do feel like sometimes it's a little thirsty when you're going after it on purpose, you know? Sounds like someone I mean, who can't I, break records. I mean, I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be based in reality, right? I don't think that was the question, correct? I, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would like to break the record for the richest man in the world. That's a fair Hello. point. There we go. There you go. Okay. I'll uh, take well, that's that not complicated. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. The richest man in the world is an easy way to go. Yeah. And, I sh- and it's kind of killing me that I did not think of it sooner. But then you can't do math. That's true. <laughs> Great point. That's, that's a billionaire math. Point. <laughs> uh, I have to. I mean, unbelievable. He doesn't even know what 98 minus 66 is. Jerry, it's not 34. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.